Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace. Strengthening the Saints Against Islam's Assault on North America. Well, we're back once again at the Corner of Truth and Courage. This is Tom Wallace. So I'm glad you're joining us here today. This is a program that deals with the issues of Islam. Uh, if you're new to the program, let me explain why we're doing that. This is a Christian radio station, a Christian radio broadcast. I am a former uh, missionary, lived overseas 29 years of my life, and I witnessed the growth of Islam in Europe and saw its um, radical growth. And um, as the Reformed Muslims of Europe uh, became more acquainted with the Middle Eastern Muslims that were coming into the country who were more fundamental, uh, we began to see the change in their agenda and the real face of Islam. Folks, there is real Islam and fake Islam. You've got to understand that. Real Islam is what Muhammad gave the world. Fake Islam is what the reformers are trying to make um, Islam into, and they've been successful. This has been a product of the uh, Ottoman Empire for about 500 years. Many of the imams of the West are schooled with a reformed theology. But Salafism, fundamentalism, has been growing. And uh, amongst the Muslims of the West, we've also been seeing a group of cults. There are the Ahmadian uh, group. Um, there's a group out of Turkey that we'll talk about uh, later in the week. But more popular here in the United States is the Nation of Islam, the NOI. Their current leader today is Louis Farrakhan who recently was in Iran leading in Farsi at the Tehran University, at the University of Tehran. Uh, they were celebrating. He was there to celebrate the 39th anniversary of the American embassy being taken hostage by the, uh, by the Iranians, by the um, uh, the new uh, coming as the Shah was unseated there, thrown under the bus by Jimmy Carter, made way for the Ayatollah Khomeini and the fundamentalist of the Shiites there to come into power. They had laid siege and uh, t took hostage of American civilians there at the university. Well, this was the 39th year uh, anniversary, and he was there for that. Can you believe it? And he led the chanting, Louis Farrakhan, this one of the, the great spiritual leaders of Islam in, in America, led the chant of death to America and also death to Israel. Yeah. Uh, of course, he's well known for his anti-Semitism, his comments of, um, of uh, denunciation of the Jews and of Israel. And, and yet he is well embraced by the Democratic Party. They will not distance themselves from him. All right, so what do we know about this group, the NOI, the Nation of Islam? Well, its founder, or sometimes called the co-founder, was a man by the name of Wallace D. Fard. 
or also known, he had many aliases, but uh, also known as Wallace Fard Muhammad. He's kind of a mysterious character, to tell you the truth. Little is known really about his early beginnings. Uh, a sociologist, Bainan, had interviewed him, and probably his writings, somewhat of a biographical writings of this uh, Wallace Fard Muhammad, um, gives us probably more color about him. But in the early stage of Fard's so-called ministry, he would often use the Bible as his textbook. Um, he became more bolder in his denunciations of the whites of the Caucasians, and um, he would use his religion to unite blacks against the whites, a movement that was growing in the 1960s, uh, really took full steam there and really led the NOI into the nation's eye. But um, according to FBI documents that were unsealed uh, back in 1957, a memorandum, May 16th, 1957, it said that uh, Elijah Muhammad, who succeeded Wallace Fard Muhammad, who's considered the co-founder, that Muhammad recognizes W.D. Fard as being Allah and claims that Fard is the source of all his teachings. You see, Elijah Muhammad, whom we often look to as the founder of Muhammad, looks to this Wallace Fard as his as as God, as an angel from heaven that uh, that uh, that in a sense that he's seen God incarnate, which is kind of interesting in the Islamic world. That is um, a huge no-no to make a man a partner with God. And yet that's in a sense what Elijah Muhammad has done at the very beginning of his uh, prophethood and that, and that he is called to be a prophet of Allah to lead uh, the blacks of America to the true God of heaven, Allah. Okay, so its beginnings is uh, is quite interesting and uh, Fard had claimed that he his name his WD Fard and that he came from the holy city of Mecca now he disappeared in 1934 he came to Detroit in 1930 and so the beginnings of the movement was in Detroit but moved its headquarters to Chicago where they are today so what do we know about Louis Farrakhan himself and his movement uh, I've written much about this, and if you go to our website, Fortress of Faith, we're going to repost uh, an old article that I wrote some time back about him, but we've got bits and pieces that we've talked about the Nation of Islam from time to time. They are a product of what is called black liberation theology, and I believe that black liberation theology has been preached by two major denominations in America by a Christian denomination, and one of the big leaders, uh, both of these people come out of Chicago. Uh, it's called the United Church of Christ, and the Christian leader that preached this liberation theology under a Christian skin, under a Christian God, was someone that you've probably heard of, no doubt, um, 
President Obama called him his pastor, Jeremiah Wright. Yeah, Obama sat underneath his preaching for 20 years. He married Barack Obama to Michelle. And his buddy, his best friend, whom he has given a lifetime honor award where his church is honored, uh, the, the other preacher in town that preaches black liberation theology, but only through a Muslim skin, through a Muslim God, Allah, Louis Farrakhan. The two of them, Jeremiah Wright and Louis Farrakhan, are buddies. And they've been buddies for a long, long time. And they preach pretty much the same message. It is an anti-white message that the white is, uh, is the oppressor. And one day, with God's help, Allah or Jehovah, that God will help the black man overcome his oppressors and make them their slaves. And so this is a preaching and a teaching that is preached in these churches. They are a church that's based on racism. And Louis Farrakhan, his group, Nation of Islam, uh, that's exactly what they preach today. Now, there's another character that is in the Nation of Islam's uh, lineup, people that you have no doubt heard of. You probably heard of this guy, Elijah Muhammad. He's the, uh, the prophet. And he mentors a young man that we know as Malcolm X. How did Malcolm X get converted to Islam? Well, he was recruited into the nation of Islam, like many black men are, through the jails, through the prisons of America, that uh, this is a breeding ground for this theology. And it's very similar. I mean, it, it, it will resonate with the heart of a prisoner. You are oppressed. You are mistreated. You're not a bad person. You're being now treated like an animal thrown in a cage by society. The white man is responsible for this. They, you are a victim, and uh, one day with God's help, you will overcome your oppressors and make them your servants. Well, this resonates with a prisoner. And plus two, in Islam, you're allowed to lie. You're allowed to deceive. You're allowed many of your sexual desires and fantasies and, and promises in those areas. So, you know, righteousness and holiness and those uh, and, a, and an inward change and a holy walk with God and a uh, turning away from the things of this world, denying yourself, all, all, that, that kind of stuff is not preached in Islam. And so those same uh, sinful appetites are um, uh, appealed to by Islam. And so this is why many, many young men go into the nation of Islam, and it becomes a gang. It's exactly what we have going on in many of our uh, prisons of America through the black Muslims. Now, what's kind of ironic about this? What I find funny, somewhat funny here on this, is that Muhammad of Islam, the Muhammad of Arabia in the 7th century, he actually... Now, he's a Middle Eastern, right? He's an Arab, so he's not a black man. But the Muslims, the people that they came in touch with that were from the continent of Africa, he referred to them as Abids, as, as slaves. In fact, he 
was very derogatory toward them. He called them raisin heads. I mean, he would mock them and make fun of them. And so these, these black Muslims of America who through the civil rights movement of the 1960s joined into Islam. Now, there were two major movements going on in black America fighting for what was right. I thought, you know, I I completely support folks. Listen very carefully. I completely support the effort of the blacks of the 1960s to fight for equality, not to be segregated or treated uh, differently as a second-class person. That's, uh, that's not biblical. God created one race. We've talked about that a lot here on this program. But there is two huge movements going in the 1960s, one an evangelical movement there by, by blacks uh, following Martin Luther King and, and Elijah Muhammad uh, with his uprising star Malcolm X um, through the Muslim side. And uh, we're going to have to continue more on this in tomorrow's broadcast as we talk more about this because there's just a whole lot to say about what was going on behind the scenes. Uh, Malcolm X got censored and um, taken away from his position by Elijah Muhammad by some things that he had said. And he started, rev- started his eyes started opening up and he, st- he couldn't stomach any more the um, the hypocrisy going on within his movement. I think Malcolm X was a true man who followed what he thought was faith, and he came to find out that it was all really a scam. And he started uh, to reveal that, and that actually got him murdered. And that murder was called out by Elijah Muhammad himself. Right, we're going to have to stop there. We'll pick up on more on this Nation of Islam, one of the cults of Islam. And we'll get more into that in tomorrow's broadcast. I hope you'll join us. God bless you.